Since 1978, independent filmmakers have aspired to premiere at what would become the Sundance Film Festival. It used to be that movies would get buzz, spark a bidding war, get sold to a studio for theater distribution. NPR's Mandalit Del Barco was at this year's festival to see if that still happens. Opening at Sundance before audiences of enthusiastic cinephiles is still a thrill for indie filmmakers. Among those making their Sundance debuts this year was Sean Wong with his coming-of-age film, Didi. Premiering at Sundance is surreal and really a dream come true. Didi picked up two major awards at Sundance, and this week another of Wong's films was also nominated for an Oscar. Even so, Didi hasn't yet been sold for distribution. It seems like the industry is in a very uncertain place, not just in terms of sales and acquisitions. You know, you hear every other day that all these studios are letting go of hundreds and hundreds of people. You know, new heads come on, they're having to reimagine their whole infrastructure, and it's a big question mark. At the premiere of their new film, I Saw the TV Glow, Jane Schoenbrunn worried about the fate of edgy alternative movies as the film market tightens. Independent film in America becomes more about training people to become Marvel directors and less about creating a viable alternative where more radical visions can be seen and appreciated. But the climate for selling an indie film is even shaky for filmmakers who have worked on big-budget Marvel movies, like Ryan Fleck, who co-wrote and co-directed Freaky Tales. The movie about Nazi-bashing punks and 1980s rap in Oakland also features Pedro Pascal. We just feel fortunate to have gotten this movie made. The climate is rough. I mean, it's hard to make strange, odd movies, you know. As the festival winds down, a few Sundance films did get multi-million dollar deals, including a new documentary about Superman star Christopher Reeves, a Jesse Eisenberg comedy, A Real Pain, and a buzzy thriller called It's What's Inside. But by all accounts, the market is slow. It's a disrupted time. Producer John Sloss says gone are the days when indie movies created all-night bidding frenzies, like when he made deals for films such as Little Miss Sunshine and Napoleon Dynamite. Can you bring me my chapstick? No, Napoleon. But my lips hurt real bad. Oh, idiot. John Sloss is CEO of Synetic Media and has been coming to Sundance since 1985. He says times have changed post-COVID. Streamers are cutting costs and seem less desperate to buy content. I think it's a challenging period, a hangover from the pandemic. The theatrical business is still not what it was. And the streamers are here for documentary films. But in terms of scripted films and discovery films, that is not a priority for the streamers. I mean, they're looking for features, but they're looking for features with movie stars. One film Sloth successfully found a deal for is Hitman, which Netflix already bought for $20 million. Am I the right guy to eliminate your problem? Hitman is the latest from writer-director Richard Linkletter. At the festival, he reminisced about his first film, Slacker, which screened at Sundance in 1990. It was just the weird film. Today, it wouldn't even get in Sunday. It would be a midnighter at best, so some kind of fringe film. And, you know, we made our mark. We were kind of such a different kind of original film. But the industry did not come crawling after me for that title. What it did is kind of qualify me as a filmmaker, I guess, in their eyes. And then they were interested in looking at the next script I was working on. Linklater would go on to make movies like Dazed and Confused, Boyhood, and Before Sunrise. I met a guy on the train and... I got off with him in Vienna. We're still there. Are you crazy? 
But Linklater laments that today the studios and streamers don't seem as interested in gambling on or nurturing unknown filmmakers. It's been 35 years since Steven Soderbergh's indie film Sex, Lies, and Videotape created a sensation at Sundance and kicked off a new era of American indie films. Let's make a videotape. I don't think that's a good idea. Soderbergh reflected back on that first indie movie he made when he was 25 years old. A larger audience was ready to see something that didn't feel like it was made by a committee or a corporation. People were hungry for that. So it's just timing. And what about the timing now? I think everybody's trying to figure out what works. What I take away from last year is the two biggest movies were made by filmmakers who came out of the independent world and then were very smart about how to use the system. Soderbergh was referring to Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan, two indie darlings whose box office hits Barbie and Oppenheimer are now up for the top Oscars prize. He points out that with control over his film, Steven Spielberg was also an indie filmmaker making commercial hits in the 1970s. Soderbergh says he's thankful to still have that kind of freedom. He was back at the festival 35 years after his first Sundance premiere with his experimental new ghost movie, Presence. If you'd said to me, you'll still be working and you'll bring a movie to the festival, I would think that I'm the luckiest person you know. I've been able to have control over my own work, so I won the lottery. Mandalit del Barco, NPR News.